Good Tuesday morning, everyone. There was actually a chill in the air today. I don't know if it's because Paul might be trying to sneak in during October or if it's because we're on our second episode of Spooktober. (laughs) I wore a sweatshirt in honor of the coolness. I'm just saying. Okay, but let's be real. Where Meg's at, it's much colder than here. So we sound like a bunch of pansies to her because we're like, ooh, it's 86. Break out our jackets. Yeah. Now, now, wait a second. It was 64 this morning. It was 64 this morning. (laughs) It's cold for Texas. Where are you from, Meg? I live in Minnesota. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, no, gotcha. I grew up for seven years. We're we're tough up here. And uh, 64 is a beautiful, beautiful summer day. (laughs) Summer! Summer day! We're us, we're like, oh, it's cold! It's fall! Falls in the air! It does does get hot here in the summer, but um, it it may get up to 64 today. We'll see. It may. Here we go. It may. The high, oh my goodness, that was our low, okay? Oh, man. And that's yeah. why we're pulling out the sweatshirts, I'm just saying. Right? Yeah. Yes. No, we're pulling out the jackets then. Yeah, I'm saying, yeah, my winter coat. Yourself. I'm getting a jacket. My winter coat comes out when it gets close to my age, I'm just saying. I'm not going to tell you. Okay, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to own it. 49, it gets near 49, I have the winter coat out. Oh, no, that's fair. Know. That's fair. 49 is a little chilly. I, I hear you. Yes. I'm, I'm the one who likes the heat. So, okay. yeah, about 70, I'm wearing a jacket. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, yeah. We're, we're, we're tough up here. So, I mean, you'll see Minnesotans, you know, we still are in our shorts when it, there's snow on the ground. We, we, we can we can tough it out. So, yeah, but we have more seasons, wrong. which is nice. I'm, I'm hibernating. that's fair (laughs) now we would like to welcome you to our show the con hour thank you everybody meg hapdahl she is a horror author and she does have a bunch out which y'all are gonna probably hear a bunch of it today but here's her website for those who are interested in going to read her books purchasing her books now one thing i do want to ask is what inspires you to get into horror? Like, I know it's inspired me to get into fantasy mm-hmm. and actually even write a Western, but what about horror? Well, you know, that's a good question. And I know a lot of people, when they meet me, I'm a pretty chipper, happy person. And they're kind of surprised sometimes that um, I write horror. Um, you know, I wish I had this amazing answer for you. Um, but from the time I was little, I just was absolutely enthralled with anything horror, whether it be a movie, a TV show, or a book. And, you know, I think there's something to be said about um, there is that sort of fantasy element because it's a lot of times extreme things are happening. Um, and we get to see characters have the worst day of their lives. You know, most <laughs> most horror movies or worst horror books, that is the worst thing that character is going to experience. And we get to see if they sink or swim. And um, I think that there's some empathy building within horror, actually a lot of it, um, because uh, we not only are putting ourselves in their shoes, but we're also, you know, um, experiencing along with them all these crazy things. And at the end of the day, I just love suspense, tension, gothic elements, gore, all of it. So I have to ask from the female perspective, whenever I watch horror movies, I always cringe when the girl's running and twists her ankle. She doesn't do that in yours, does it? (laughs) Yes. And so um, slasher movies like that obviously have kind of that tradition of um, where there's there's the one girl who's the final girl and she's mm-hmm. going to survive till the very end and then all the other girls seem to die right and they all mm-hmm. seem to trip or they all seem to go run up the stairs when they should run down and those kinds of things um, and those are tropes that you'll find in slasher films um, mm-hmm. but you know yeah every once in a while it's like oh come on um, and yeah. that's why I like different kinds of horror too i mean i'm a slasher fan but i love you know when when the woman can be the the antagonist or yeah um you know there's there's all sorts of she can be evil horror, but yeah <laughs> i'm all for that mm-hmm. uh, definitely now you you kept talking and it's with all horror films because we've all seen them 
why is it that the guy is never the final one to survive? Mm-hmm. It's always the female. I oh, want to well. know why. And my perspective is like, I wouldn't run upstairs into a bathroom and hide. I, I'd get the hell out and have the gun ready. <laughs> I'm great. I'm with you. It's like sometimes you watch this and you're just like, why did you do that? Yeah. You know, there's this, um, there's my co-author um, and some of my nonfiction books, um, Kelly Florence, she's a, con- a communications teacher, and she teaches something called the Johari window, which is this concept that we don't know what we're going to do until we're in, we're, until we're actually in that thing, you know, until we're in that experience. And I kind of like the idea that, like, we all think we would react a certain way, but if there was, like, um, a 20-foot spider coming at you, like, maybe you wouldn't I'm react a- the way you think you'd react. Maybe you wouldn't be as badass you think you would be you know so i'd throw I, I, a match or a lighter at it and i'd be out of there <laughs> yeah, yeah okay. i was gonna say a spider might be a little bit different oh, okay. <laughs> mm, i'm gone yeah i mean oh and to answer your question why isn't it a final guy and i mean of course you know sometimes very rarely but sometimes it is i think because um there's some something inherently female about horror which i think surprises people when i say that because when they're thinking a lot of times when they think horror they just think slash they think yeah they think Friday the 13th, they think Jason, they think stabbing women. And there there are those really um, misogynistic type of movies. Um, but, you know, horror goes back to Mary Shelley and the Bronte sisters. And, um, you know, it's, it's a long tradition of sort of women using this genre to kind of reflect the horrific things that go on in their lives. So... Um, I think that's why perhaps in slashers and in a lot of films, there's that final girl um, because she's representing kind of, um, you know, a big audience of horror, which is actually female. Um, And, um, you know, hopefully she gets to win. And then in the next movie, Jason comes back and kills more people. But (laughs) yes, you know, you know, that's quite interesting with you saying that a lot of females are more into horror than guys because, I just went to Terror Isle, which just opened up a couple of weeks ago. And I actually, in my head, I think I can actually see more females there than there were guys. So yeah, it, it is quite interesting to see the difference. I think guys are more into the thriller, suspense, car chases, and <laughs> stuff like that than they are the horror. Well, and it's interesting. Um, I have a book coming out on the 19th, Science of Serial Killers. And women seem to be drawn to true crime at a, you know, much higher rate than men. Um, So there's certain aspects. I mean, I know my mom, for example, like she, she was kind of one of those, she was very fixated on true crime when I was growing up. She loved all the Anne Rule books and, you know, watched uh, Unsolved Mysteries and all that stuff with me. And yet again, she wouldn't watch a horror movie. Like she would watch a suspense movie about, you know, a Ted Bundy type character or a, or a documentary, but she doesn't want any like creatures or anything like that. So there are, you know, women like that too. And so I think everyone kind of runs the gamut of what kind of horror they like. I have a pretty like open idea of what horror is. And some people have a more like narrow idea of what it is, but I think everyone likes a little scare and a little suspense, even in their fantasy or romance books. You know, I think everyone is kind of, uh, thrives on that little bit of um, terror. Maybe, maybe not everyone, almost everyone. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit. I do have a theory on the guy thing though. Um, Inevitably, most, I'm going to use the word most, not all, most men like to protect the woman. And so they almost make themselves the shield. And so the woman's more apt to get away. Just a theory tossing out there. Oh, Um, like why they don't make it to the end. (laughs) Oh, maybe because they're trying to make sure that they're protecting the woman, and so they put themselves in the front. And yeah, I know Greg's going to take off. But what I'm saying, you see, is, you see the spider. I'm throwing the woman in front of my I don't do spiders. I mean, I don't know. I like. I kind of. 
I agree with you though, Meg. So my mom, when I grew up, my mom loved, you know, now it's like the ID channel, but like yeah. the true crime, the unsolved mysteries, you know, that haunting voice of the unsolved mysteries back in the day. Yeah. You know, I grew up on those. My mom still watches those. She's like fascinated. So I grew up with those. And now I love like gore, horror. That's me. But I like, I mean, slasher movies, but I like B movies too. They're funny, but I feel like they're, you know, they try really hard, right? So if like, if you don't want to be scared, but you are into that, those are good, you know, for me. But I would say, probably my friend, because I know that you have your serial killer book, which you mentioned is coming up. It's coming out next week, right? The 19th? The 19th. Yeah. 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 Um, So I know an American Horror Story, the one where they did the summer camp, they were going through serial killers. I believe. And I don't, I, was it Richard Ramirez or it was one of those? Yeah. I know that you did research on him for your nonfiction book. And so I would yeah, love we got to, to know how that went. Actually. Um, we got yeah. to interview the actor and that was really cool because, you know, we want to approach um, serial killers from all sorts of different angles because there's been a million. I mean, like you said, there's literally a whole channel about uh, yeah. true crime. So how do we approach serial killers in a different way? And um, one thing we wanted to do was talk to actors. How do you portray somebody who has this, you know, um, heavy legacy? And so um, that was that was really interesting. And And, you know, of course, the actor himself is the very opposite and he's just the most delightful guy. So that was really fun. So um, if that's something that, that interests people, definitely pick the book up. We have an interview with um, a retired FBI agent who worked the Jeffrey Dahmer case. Wow. We have interviews, you know, with scientists and other filmmakers, a filmmaker um, who uh, did a movie called Lake Bodum in Finland, which is one of the most notorious um killings ever in Finland, which, you know, they don't have a lot of violent crime like that. So um, that was very, a very important part of their history. So we talked to that filmmaker and um, about what it's like to sort of, again, bring that heavy legacy to the screen, because we know writing a serial killer book, you know, you're bouncing that line all the time of making sure that you're victim focused and that you're taking it seriously. Um, But we also are known for our books and having fun too. So we wanted to sort of um, walk that line appropriately. Yeah. Have you ever done done a book from the serial killer's point of view? Um, Good question. Um, (laughs) I have um, written a lot of short stories and, you know, several of them are, um, from that point of view, um, you know, I, I wrote a story called The Pit um, about a, a girl who um, it's supernatural, but she sort of uses this friendship uh, that she has um, with a creature in this um, flooded mine pit. Um, and they sort of work together to kill people. And so, I mean, obviously, that's really a fun thing to do in fiction um is to explore these women who women in particular I'm, i always try to write female driven um right from their perspective and why they're sort of choosing this repetitive anger um again it's funny to to use the word fun but it is fun <laughs> i mean i'm just wondering like from the psyche point of view and it's like i know in my books if i can get them to like the bad guy then mm-hmm. it's good because that means that they kind of are understanding where they're coming from. I was just right. kind of curious because you were so into that genre, if that's something you had ever considered actually writing a book about and kind of jumping into the psyche of the serial Right. Killer. Well, oh. I'm working with, um, I'm working with my lit agent on a, um, a serial killer novel, I call it about a woman who's fixated on serial killers. Um, and she, she kind of accidentally stumbles across one and because she knows so much, she's able to figure it out. And, uh, so, um, anyway, yeah, it, it's something that, um, from the time I was a kid that, you know, and I found a book about Ed Gein, um, at my local library sale, I've just kind of been fixated on. Um, nice. Well, so yeah. I guess, I know in your books, they're very female lead driven. I know you mm-hmm. like to write in, in that point of view, which I appreciate because, you know, I feel like us women are the most, you know, dangerous because we, you That's know, right. smile at your face and we're you know, in our mind. We're we can be, here, you know, so I would I rather get in a fight with a guy yeah. than a girl any day. I promise yes. you. So I love that. So I wonder if, 
I mean, maybe you, you have done it. <laughs> I, I haven't found it. But is there ever a possibility of a book coming from you that's all about, you know, female serial killers? I know that there's not a whole yeah. lot of them, but there is some. Like, I'm, I'm fascinated with them because I yes. know, you know, they're just, I don't know. I just... <laughs> Women are just ruthless people sometimes, and I love it. Like, I love it. Well, you know, know, I think we're all kind of fascinated by serial killers because it's such, you know, aberrant behavior. It's so out of the norm. And girl serial killers, female serial killers, that's, like, even stranger and smaller, you know, amount of people. Um, So, yeah, I definitely, I I definitely am fascinated. Um, We do, in this book, we we have a chapter on Jane Toppin, Eileen Mm. Wernos, um, others. I talk about Lizzie Borden, who's not a serial killer, but um, she's one of my f- most uh, intriguing topics. Something that I've, you know, always <clears throat> found interesting. And um, yeah, we definitely get into some females. There was a great book called "The First Female Serial Killer." Yeah, the first female serial killer um, by Mary Kay McBrayer, and we interview her for our book and. Um, that I really recommend reading too. That was a, a great, well-researched book. And yeah, women serial killers are fascinating. Right? You I know, mean, it's just, I don't know. It's interesting. I guess here I comes the question. With, yeah. Bonnie and, with Bonnie and Clyde, would you consider Bonnie like a serial, serial type killer? Or how would you classify her? Well, you know, there's like this really stringent sort of rule of what a serial killer is. And that is somebody who... Um, kills and then has a cooling off period and then kills again right um rather than like a mass murder or something like that so i think bonnie would perhaps i mean because i think they kill people and then they have a break and then they kill more people i'm not entirely well versed in that um in that research but i mean she's she's definitely up there as certainly a uh, violent female (laughs) (laughs) yes definitely the -hmm. chills are coming for spooktober people Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i said i would much rather get in a fight with a guy than a girl because girls can play dirty well you know uh i don't more vicious in my opinion, and I'm speaking for myself, women don't forget. I will tell you, uh-uh. yeah, it's all nope. good. We don't forget. I remember stuff that my husband yeah. did like oh, yeah. eight years ago. And when he makes me mad, I'm like, you remember yeah. that you said this to me eight years yeah. ago? I forgave you. Okay. Like you, <laughs> blessed. you should feel blessed. Okay. Yeah. You know, like things like that. So, I mean, I don't, I find it fascinating because on here, I am the horror gore. I love mm-hmm. everything scary. Right. I've I'm not. Me. They are not that way. Like that is so me. Someone like Greg. I'm half and half. I was like, I love not... Meg. I love Meg. Yeah. I have your book. Yeah, I have your books back there. You've oh. been in my book box. Like I'm telling you, if this October is Meg month for me. Like I am. I am your biggest groupie slash fan ever. Oh. Okay. Oh, so Anubis, it looks like it's just me and you today. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I appreciate it from the author perspective, but I am not a creepy person. We were talking oh. about Terror Isle. I told them if they would have to like duct tape me to a dolly to get me to go into it. I just, I oh. can't do creepy. I love, I love it though. Like, I don't know. There's just, it's like for me it takes it out of the norm because it's not stuff that happens all the time it's like very rare that that would happen to you i mean it does happen but i, I don't i don't know it takes i mean i do violent scared if and you i read my books i do do violent but i don't do creepy scary i it, just I there's know. a fine line right there that i kind of teeter on well you gotta have a little bit of suspense even with the fantasy oh, yeah. you have to have that suspense which definitely just I just, builds I, up but you know, you if I make the about, hair in the back of my neck stand on end, I, I'll grit through it. But yeah. <laughs> now you talked about the nineteenth. You had a book coming out. Do you have anything coming out soon after that? Or yeah, so I have a book of short stories coming out on the twenty sixth, which is the day that we also have a Facebook party that we're celebrating. Um, this is my third uh, short story collection. Yep, that's that's the first one right there. I told you, I am your biggest fan. Oh, I have it. <laughs> I have proof. <laughs> I know. Um, yes, um, this is my Twisted Reveries collection. So um, my first book was thirteen um, short stories, all mostly. Con- I think they're all contemporary, different settings, different characters. 
My second one um, was <laughs> my second one was uh, that that threw me off. I love that they they pee a little when they're scared. Um, uh, Thirteen stories that take place in a fictional town I created called Willoughby. So all of the short stories take place there. And then this book that's coming out. Um, on the 26th is 13 short stories. I call them antique because they all take place either World War II or before. Um, and I, through my nonfiction books, I've really come to love um, research, historical research, and also just writing my, my novel series as well. I, I sort of learned how to, to do, you know, time research and making sure I'm correct with era and period and everything. So. Um, I decided to kind of do a challenge to myself and write every story in a time period that is not contemporary. And it was really a fun challenge. And I think hopefully will uh, appeal to people who like horror and like some little history and some interesting female characters. So all of these stories are yours. They're not like a group of authors got together. They're all yours. Right. They're all mine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it's a collection. Yeah. So um, I was able to experiment, which is kind of fun. I love the short story form. You know, I'm a big fan of not only reading short stories, but also, you know, Twilight Zone, Tales from the Crypts, Tales from the Dark Side, all those things. Um, I think horror especially really lends itself to short story form. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was able to experiment with things like an epistolary story um, where it's all in letters and um, a journal entry type of story and those kinds of things that, you know, you can't necessarily stretch for a whole novel. So um, it, it was a really, it was a fun challenge and it, it got me through the pandemic. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. That's, that's one of the main things. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, we do a lot of conventions, I guess, because of the con hour, concert conventions, a little sense. bit of everything. Yeah. <laughs> now, if somebody wanted to go see you somewhere, do you do horror conventions or comic con conventions? Both? How, I've done how a would lot. they? Yep. I've done um, some Crypticons, I've done Wizard Worlds. Um, I used to do the Walking Dead conventions when those were around. Um, now I don't have any conventions on the docket, but um, I am doing a book signing at Dark Delicacies, which I'm really excited about. Um, that's a really big deal in the horror community. It's out in LA. Um, that'll be October 16th. Um, so I'm very excited about that. And um, we've got some local Minnesota events that we're doing. Um, we're actually showing Scream um, up in Duluth. And uh, we're doing a little intro beforehand about the serial killer that inspired that movie. And then we're doing down where I live in Rochester, Minnesota, which is um, southern Minnesota. We're presenting Psycho and talking about uh, the sort of serial killer aspects of that. So uh, we're, we're doing lots of really fun events. And uh, we just did quite a few um like i said my co-author is a uh, a professor so we went and did some very pr professor-like talks um so i had to you know keep my keep myself very professional and no swearing and all that stuff because they were the students <laughs> there too so. wow yeah well so that make i'm fascinated so i didn't realize that scream was based off of a serial killer mm -hmm. i just found it funny so yeah oh, wait so it is for real? Yes. Mm -hmm. So Kevin ah. Williamson, who wrote Scream, um, was actually um, sort of inspired to write um, his his Scream because of somebody called the Gainesville Ripper um, mm. in Gainesville, Florida. His name was Danny Rowling, and um, it was it was awful. It's it's one of the worst um serial killers we had to cover in the book and we definitely try to make a point of you know it's not our job to say and then this gruesome thing happened then this gruesome thing happened we we don't want to do that in our book we really um yes there's a little bit of that because it's the reality um but we really try to you know focus on different things um and so we actually focused on the fact that danny Rowling not only inspired scream uh, but he um, is an artist and was selling his paintings and, and making financial profit off of that, which is something that um, 
there's something called the son of Sam law that we get into about, you know, um, not being able to profit off your crimes and also a very well-educated, what you would, what would appear normal woman, um, fell in love with him and married him while he was in prison. Um, and so we, we kind of get into that phenomenon of women, um, being attracted to serial killers too. So there's so many aspects, um, to, you know, take in that book. You watch Criminal Minds a lot, don't you? <laughs> yes, yes, all those kinds of shows. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm all for like the supernatural type creepy, but when it comes to mm-hmm. serial killers, that's a little bit too real for me. So mm-hmm. See, yeah. I yeah. appreciate it from the writing perspective, but yeah. <laughs> she she says that, but ask her who's coming next Friday and who's going to freak her out. Or this Friday, actually. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's like, yeah, that's a little bit different. <laughs> I, like, I, I always... watch Supernatural all day, though. I mean, I can deal with that, but yeah. I've always been so fascinated. Like, I got in, I got my psychology degree. This sounds so bad, but be, not because of serial killers, but that's like the lack of better way to say it. <laughs> Yeah, because like I took a I took a forensic class and it was, you know, um, like getting into the mind of a serial killer. And so we had all these former FBI agents and stuff would come and talk to us about these cases and the reality that they have. And, you know, they have they communicate with them. They send them artwork and all this Mm -hmm. stuff, you know. And so we talked about it because originally, you know, I wanted to do my my psychology degree and go into prisons and talk and figure out you know psychologically what's going on what makes them different you know so that's why yeah. i guess maybe that's why i like horror because i'm just like what makes you tick that way you know like yes. that's oh, psychology. it's fascinating it's yeah. fascinating and, or, you know, or like I, what's turned off in your brain that right that way right and really in horror in general it's like when i was growing up you know pre-internet um i didn't know girls like me who loved horror yeah. um and so you almost feel like you have to apologize for it or, um, you know, and you get a lot of people who have really bad reactions and are like horror. I mean, oh my goodness. Um, and I'm pretty used to that. Um, but thankfully as I've gotten older and more comfortable in my skin, it's like, yep, yeah, this is who I am. And, um, you know, I've met so many people who feel the same way and <laughs> Amy, you can do it. I can see you in there. Like, I would love it. You these hardened criminals. <laughs> oh, she'd be laughing at them. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you, that's why I got my degree. Cause my degree is in research, like research psychology. I had to write research papers. You know, that's what my, my undergrad is in. And my whole goal was to go you know, get my counseling degree and stuff in psychology, but with a focus to go in and, and talk to them. And, you know, I don't know. I can see well, myself doing it, but still. That's awesome. I think that's awesome. I mean, yeah, there's just, I mean, what what messed you up so bad that you do these things? Right? I, I can actually see Amy doing that, though. I can I see really you doing that. And I mean, you would I be know. in there kind of trying to, okay, what's making them tick? I and just, I don't know. Up and, it's fascinating yeah. to know because it's not yeah. like there's just one, right? There's obviously there's several of them, right? I mean, there's, it's not the majority of the population, but there's obviously several. Okay. So something has caused this. It's not just like one in a million, right? Right. And things like that make my brain tick. And so I feel like that's why I'm your biggest fan. Cause I'm like, she gets me, you know? I totally get you. I totally get you. And she's normally stuck with us. The big thing I always say is as long as we don't put them on pedestals, as long as we realize they're jerks and that they, what they did was awful. We can, we can poke at them like scientists and try yeah. to figure out what, what, what's going on in there. Cause it's fascinating. Okay. Anubis yeah. is cracking um, me up over there. I love Anubis. <laughs> Anubis. I love it. You're after my heart. Now, I know in a, in a conversation that me and you have had before, you know, we were talking about, is there environmental factors and stuff mm-hmm. like that that come to play? And so I would, I want to, I want to get your opinion on that. Do you think that some serial killers are just formed or come out of a certain environment or would it kind of just deal with, you know, like CJ said, a switch not being off or right. you know, what is your, what is your take you know, on that? Little both. I think it has, I think it's a combination <clears throat> of things. I don't think there's one thing that makes you a serial killer. I think that it, I, I think that it's uh, several things that happen 
whether part of that is, you know, there, there's a genetic component, whether you have like a narcissistic personality disorder or something like that. And again, somebody who has that isn't going to, you know, 99% aren't going to become serial killers. So there's a combination. Um, like I, I was talking, we were talking about before, there's this idea that um, there could be environmental factors like lead in the environment, which is a really fun rabbit hole that I went down um, and would explain why serial killing is down 85% in the last three decades. Um, hmm. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that if you licked lead as a kid, you became a serial killer. <laughs> it's just one factor that could, you know, play with other factors. There's also quite a lot of evidence that a lot of our sort of main serial killers had head trauma when they were children. Um, there is also the fact that most serial killers had extreme abuse in their lives. You know, Richard Ramirez, um, if you sort of read about his history, you'd say, why wouldn't he be a serial killer um, based on the things yeah. that he went through? So, you know, but then there's Jeffrey Dahmer who had a perfectly normal childhood. Um, mm -hmm. and was not physically or mentally abused as far as we know. So there's just all these different elements and it makes, um, as a nonfiction writer, it, it makes it fascinating, like the psychology and all those things. And as a fiction writer, you know, I get to use all this information and, uh, and scare make the pants off of everybody. <laughs> scare the pants off everybody, which is what I yeah. want to do. So, uh, yeah. Now, now you were talking about all, all sorts of stuff like, like I said, I do watch a lot of the criminal shows. Criminal yeah. Mind says one of the things we just binge watched not too long ago, but they talk about triggers. Do you mm -hmm. think that there are certain triggers with these people or right. do, do you think it's like you just said, everything combined or is there something that just actually sets them off where they go and do? Well, I think sometimes there's that one particular moment that kind of, um, you know, sets it all in motion. Maybe there, maybe there have been people who have been set up environmentally and genetically to be serial killers, but that trigger never came. Um, but for people like, you know, there's, there's the whole, this is kind of a well-known one, but you know, that Ted Bundy was rejected by a woman that looked a certain way with long brown hair. And then that was kind of what, you know, sparked him to, and whether that's true or not, we don't know, but, um, Yes, I think that oftentimes there is that particular trigger. Um, often with female serial killers, um, they have all those elements, and then it comes down to they are—they need security, they need financial. A lot of female serial killers. A new miss! Oh, oh my gosh! Oh, <laughs> you know, a new so miss, man! Let me hug you. I'm so sorry. You Ron, why did you drink lead? I love what, him. What is your problem drinking lead? Okay. And then, you know, Glad when you pop up parents. here, Anubis, because you know it's never going to be boring. You know, if you were dropped on your head as a toddler, who wasn't? Okay. I mean, like, let's be real. If you weren't dropped on your head, I don't know what's wrong with you because I'm, I was. My sister dropped me down the stairs. Okay. I'm just saying. And I'm normal ish. Yeah. Ish. The one who loves creepy and zombie and walking dead. And sure, no problem. You're normal. I love all that. Well, Meg, so I know you're a horror writer and, I, and obviously I know that. So what got you into writing that oh. way? Well, just, I mean, I'm a, I was a book nerd from day one. So yeah. just as much as I absolutely loved horror from day one, I absolutely love books. And those were my, you know, I moved around a lot as a kid and, and those were like my constant, you know, I, I always had kind of a little safe space in my house to read. Um, that was important to me. And um, writing just was a natural um a, a natural interest. My dad, um, and both my parents are bookworms and, um, my dad is a writer. And so it just, it was just like from day one, this is what I want to do with my life. And I went through a stage where I wanted to be like, you know, I want to write literary fiction because I was a literature major in school and I, you know, loved, I love all the classics and things like that. Um, but something wasn't clicking and I realized it was because I was ignoring, um, that I wanted to be a horror writer. And once I accepted that about myself, um, 
everything's been gravy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> now, uh, I'm trying to think of everything I can here. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've covered a lot with serial killers. We've yeah. covered out with your books that are coming out. Now, you have an agent that you publish with. You didn't do indie, like me and CJ um, are indie. Actually, I've had, so I've had six books published um, through Inklings Publishing out of Houston with the wonderful firm Brady. And that was all without an agent. So I just signed on with a lit agent um, for this novel I'm working on now. So this is a whole new experience um, and it's been great so far. Um, she's really helping me and guiding me. And um, so it's just, yeah, a whole nother experience. And then I have this fourth nonfiction book coming out and that was with my co-author Kelly Florence and we have that through Skyhorse which is distributed by Simon and Schuster and that was all without an agent as well so um I've I've been able to you know um get, get this far without an agent but I felt it was time um to sort of have that kind of um next help <laughs> and have somebody um on my side guiding me so yeah that's that's a whole new thing so um so I'm, I've been indie published, yeah. So I do have another question. Out of all the serial yeah. killers that you've researched over mm -hmm. your time, which one's the most fascinating to you and why? Okay. Um, I would say, like Amy was saying, I really am fascinated by the women. So um, as I mentioned, that Jane Toppin book that I read and we, we interviewed the author, um, that one in particular um, she had, you know, not the greatest childhood. Um, and you read about that and, and you kind of have this empathy toward her, but then something turns and she uses her position as a nurse to hurt people. And, um, there, that's a fascinating turn because I think, especially as women too, we can kind of empathize with women who have gone through hard times. Um, but then there's that turn where you can't, you can't, um, feel that for her anymore. And you start to really see the, the horrific things that she did and, um, for, for no reason, no good reason. And so, um, that was one that really stays with me. And then there's also, um, a book called man on the train. Um, and that one, um, I interviewed one of the co-authors and, um, it's unsolved and it's about these, this ax murder that goes across the country, um, in the late 1800s, early 1900s and killed all sorts of people. Um, and again, it's unsolved. And that one was really, uh, really fascinating too. Hmm. There's one for you. Monsters, Monsters Inside. inside. I'll have to check 20. that out. I haven't, I haven't watched that one. They, they do have a lot of criminal elements like on Netflix, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Manhunt was one that they had, which really interesting because it gives you a lot of the background. And it sounds like you do a lot of the background with all the serial killers and stuff like that for this mm -hmm. upcoming book, which is yeah. quite fascinating. Well, thank you. And it's... Like I said, it's one of those chill, I'm getting my goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, wait, I heard I heard a baby, I think. Yeah, Did I, I hear a baby? <laughs> I was unmuted and then I quickly muted myself again. <laughs> but no, I guess my, my one question for you, Meg, is where is your writing going to take you next? Are you dabbling into anything else? Are we eventually going to, you know, see a, yeah. you know, a Meg book come to life? You know, what? Oh, I would love that. Um, yeah. So I also have been um, <clears throat> lucky enough to secure a, a TV and film agent. So we're working on all sorts of stuff. And um, one of which a uh, script that I co-wrote with Kelly, my, my bestie and my co-author um, called Horror Rewind the Video Store, which part of it is named after our, our podcast. Uh, but we wrote a, a television script and that was a selection at the Catalyst um, TV Institute uh, Fest just this past weekend. So that was really exciting because we got to hear our script um, be read by SAG uh, after actors. 
um, which was really cool. Um, that was just a little preview of what it would be like to, to have a TV show. And then we've got a few other TV shows in development. So, um, you know, it's screenwriting was kind of, an, again, sort of a natural thing because um, I'm a huge movie nerd as well and uh, TV and um, my friend Kelly is as well. And um, uh, we, we just feel that there's so much space for female diverse or female driven diverse horror and um, TV and, and film are just a natural, a natural place to go. So. Now I was given everybody the chance to ask this question, but since they haven't yet, you actually had a drink made for one of your books. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And Amy just walked so, away and she gets her recipe. I know, and she's got it. She's got it. Yeah. But, um, yes, my friend Lisa Bull, she's a very talented actress, and she's also a really talented mixologist. And um, Kelly and I have She's a, looking for it. Looking for it. There it is. <laughs> we have a podcast called Horror Rewind, and um, Lisa has done drinks for movies on there before, um, like themed. And so she got the idea to do one for um, my novel, um, Her Dark Inheritance, which is a novel series. That's the first one. And, oh, look, Amy's got it. I think it. That, yeah. that is a brilliant <laughs> idea. I've never heard of that. I think that's brilliant. Do you want the whole series? I do have it. It okay. makes me look bad, but I got it. Yeah, I don't know. I think CJ is not quite ready. She hasn't graduated to that yet. So. No, I'm not quite there yet. But, you know, the drink thing does fascinate me. So what's the in drink, the drink? That, well, and it was I may have to drink people. that in order to read it. Who's <laughs> got thirsty? Ooh, yes, Anubis! <laughs> All right. It's drink time somewhere. Ooh, yeah. It's really clever because so, she thought of these things like... um. There's mint in it because Daphne uh, has a really sensitive stomach. That's the main character. And she's always sucking on mints. She has kind of anxiety. Um, and so there's mint in the drink. And then there's lingonberries because those mm -hmm. are the soda uh, berries. So she was very thoughtful about this recipe. So uh, it meant a lot. And I and I drank it and it was wonderful. Can yeah, I know what else is in it? I highly recommend it. Okay. Like I'm just yeah. saying. I, yes. Yeah, there's vodka in it. There's vodka. What else do we get? Do we get to have the recipe at any no. time? No. Actually, to know what's no. in it. Actually, it was in the very first book box that Amy did. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, I took a photo. I'll post it so Anubis can have it. I'll share yeah. Anubis just because you're my drinking buddy, man. Drinking your work. <laughs> yes. She said, "I may need to drink that before I pick the book up." I'm just no, I'm telling you, yes, it's yes. Them. Drink that, that'll take the edge off, and then yeah, you can get scared. So I know at liquor alone, man. Yes. Go somewhere creepy, they're gonna have to duct tape and feed me the drink and then take vodka is yeah. a plus Anubis. You're a man after my heart, man. Vodka, yeah. Okay, I'm normally a a, a tequila type based drinker so this will be interesting oh you know what my husband he went to some big conference and you know water wasn't on the bar menu for for like i don't know what i think it was just his excuse to party because you know he had party and he was like yeah so i wanted it wanted something with water in it so he did instead of a gin and tonic it was a tequila and club soda mm. now that to me now i am a whiskey bourbon girl that's me but, uh, you know, a tequila and club soda, I don't know. I don't know if I can get down with that. You know, I just, I don't know. I like <laughs> There you world, go, Anubis. You know? No, I, if I would, oh, I would rather just take the shot and then drink the soda separate. I don't know that I put the two together. <laughs> I, I'd rather have the coffee with maybe some Baileys. I make Bailey brownies. I, I make red velvet brownies. Oh. And instead of um, like the water, I put Baileys in it. I'd be up for that. that could be. It's good. That sounds good. I'd just drink the bottle. I mean, I don't know what I don't know why you guys why are you guys trying to act all subtle like we don't drink all the time. Yeah, Amy. Like I I'm know. just gonna drink the bottle in my closet hiding from my kids. You right. know, like I, 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 I drink maybe two or three times a year. Of course, this year has been a little bit out of sorts, so actually I've had three already, but you know. See, Meg gets yeah. it though. She's like, "Yes, I would. I will go drink the bottle in the closet." Yeah, I do. I do try to avoid tequila though. It makes me very emotional. I end up crying if I mm -hmm. drink tequila. So I try to stick with the uh, try to stick with the vodka 
and of course wine and beer and all that but yeah once once you know tequila just brings out the emotions in me and i start waterworks i'm fine with them like yeah i'm fine with tequila The other ones just no. they, they they don't taste well to me. So out of a boot? No, is that like no. an AM thing? Like when you chug the beer for your ring? Is it like that? I'm not getting that. I'm sorry, Anubis. Usually I can help you out, man, but I can't help you out here. <laughs> like I just no. Well, why's it gotta be an old Greg reference? I mean sitting here with <laughs> he's calling you all <laughs> he's got he's got Greg's number now. I love uh, it. You you're you're Greg in trouble now. Minutes. I love it. I love uh, it. It's an <laughs> SNL video. He says sending you the link. Oh yeah. Now. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, when he mentioned boot, I was thinking like the glass boots where you put the beer in the boot is what I was thinking. Those are but cute. I'm just saying yeah, yeah. that's kind of yeah. where I was going with the thinking he was heading, but an actual boot. I, well, you know, I mean, I've true. seen. To and each their drink. Some weird stuff, okay. And so. F one, however, however you F1, to drink, however, it's all for you, man. We are not one drink. Drinkers unite, okay. However you want to do it, <laughs> just do like it, readers, okay? there's Read yeah. any genre you want. Drink however you want. Exactly. There's yeah, a racer in Formula One named Daniel Ricardo, and he used to do it. Was called shoeies. Whenever he won, he'd take his shoe off and he put the champagne in it. He drink from the shoe. So, Definitely. Well, no, okay. I'm not going to judge that, but that's kind of odd. Yeah, but, that's, okay. no, it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> I wouldn't do it because I'm too much of a germaphobe to do that one, but I'm just saying. Anyway, I do want to announce. I do want to announce next Friday we have Ghost Talk. Ghost Talk. Now I got to remember the name of the. I know it's Ghost Talk. It's Elizabeth Harbin and her partner, Dr. Chuck Murphy, and they're going to be talking paranormal. We're going to be asking them about their most haunted experience because that's going to be fun. He's oh. doing this at 6 o'clock at night, which is yes. only about Ooh. four hours before hey, bedtime. So I'm just saying fact. Let me fun fact this. Just to put CJ over the edge for the month, I'm going to do this with no lights on in my room. I'm going to have a colored mask on, okay? I'm like, telling you. It's just I'm telling you. I from what I've been told, computer and I'll just say Amy three times and she's going to pop up out from, of my screen. From what I've been told <laughs> is they're going to have a little reader there. So if there's actually anything speaking, we might be able to hear it too. So, right, so Amy's lights definitely need to be <laughs> off. Okay. As long as it's not behind it. my green screen, it's okay. <laughs> and the other thing is, is I do want to announce we are having our costume competition which is in the announcements on our page so people please put in your pictures there is no entry fee for you to win I've you just have to really post it on our group facebook page so definitely what do, you, do that what do you get if you win well first place is going to actually be a t-shirt of our logo which is right up there in amy's corner nice. <laughs> and the coffee cup Second place is just going to be the T-shirt, and third place is just going to be the coffee cup. Fair. And I don't have my coffee cup near me, so you can't pull that up. I used Amy. it this morning. I did. Go get it, Amy. <laughs> also, this weekend, I'll be doing Tyler Comic Con, so I'll be grabbing some interviews here and there throughout the con and be posting them. I probably won't post them live. I'll probably post them throughout the day to kind of spread them out a little bit. But I'll be doing some from Tyler Comic Con, and then of course we'll do our collective video at the end of the of the con. Nice. And mm -hmm. let's see, we have the competition. The other competition that we have going on is for to be a guest co-host, but we have to reach 250 on YouTube. Oh, there's the mug. I there like it is. The, I like that. But 250 okay. on is YouTube. Okay, so 250, yeah. and we're up to what 100. Yeah. 77, I think I saw last. We are at 144, so we are 100 away. So, 100, so 106. I'm not a math genius, but I'm pretty sure that's 106. So get in there and we can get you on as a guest co-host. <gasps> but we will have to talk to our guests to make sure it's going to be okay with them. So it's going to be, we're, we're going to get you in there. We just don't know which show. So how do we determine who the guest co-host will be? When we will do a spinning wheel with amy we're gonna do the wheel oh, it's gonna be one jam-packed wheel are we gonna do like a little at a time and then take the top no we're gonna do it again no, Put it's them gonna all be in all there. at once all 250 yes 
Wow. This is a one time. This is a one time shot. <laughs> so there what you're go. saying is, I get to put my name in there 249 times. Mm -hmm. I'll leave more if, time for CJ. If, if you have that many YouTube accounts, I bow down to you. <laughs> no, I have like six or seven, man. I really, I only have six or seven. Okay, like I don't have that many. <laughs> like I said, I, I'm bow down to you. I have a feeling what she's gonna do is if Anubis subscribes, she's gonna have 249 of Anubis. I already, I already have that. I already have that. I already planned it in my mind. Anubis, you've won in my mind. Okay, in my mind. <laughs> But it will be fun. We do promise that. But we do have to get up to our 250 mark. And like I said, we're moving ourselves up slowly. We're not trying to rush at this. So definitely let your friends know, your family know, hey, we are here and we are here to stay. We are growing. We're posting on Comic-Con Network. We're posting in NerdFest, a few other groups that are in the Houston area. And we're, we're on fun. YouTube. Come we're on Twitter. And and we have people listening to us worldwide. Yeah. Like I said, it is worldwide. I do know Philippines. I do know Dublin, Ireland. I do yeah. know London. Ireland. But we appreciate all of you that come to the show. So and definitely get in there. we love the ones there. that comment. For example, today is Anubis, Julie, Brock, Kathy Hayek. Love to have you all on here. I don't know if I missed anybody or not because my things aren't loading. But Amy, Amy commented. Oh, Amy commented. <laughs> Amy's been commenting oh, the whole time. I just replied, I replied to Kathy's comment. But yeah. Yep. And Greg commented and I commented. Usually I can keep up with it, but for some reason it's not populating. But we love getting comments from y'all. So if you are especially on Facebook, make sure to give StreamYard permission to see your name so we can actually see who you are. Well, the thing is, is with Facebook groups are kind of messing things up right mm -hmm. now. Just subscribed. I'm not sure I'm, who that was. Kathy? Give you a big thumbs up there. But anyway, Meg, we want to we want to thank you for being on our show. We enjoyed having you. And it was, like I said, very fascinating. And I actually learned a lot today. Oh, I don't know the about the other two, but I learned. From the psychology today. standpoint, I may actually try one of those. But I'm going to have to have my margarita first. Just well, okay, okay. <laughs> but from the psychology standpoint, because I'm fascinated with people and, you know, yeah. what makes them tick. So. The serial killers one actually sounds really fascinating to me, but again, I'd have to have a margarita or two before. That's great. <laughs> That's fair. It. Our next book coming out next October is Science of Witchcraft. So I don't know if that Ooh. if that scares you less or more, but <laughs> love it. That's been a really uh, fun one. We've I know people into Reiki and stuff like that, yeah, so that would actually be so fitting. Really interesting people. So yes, yes. And um, you can follow me. I, I have a website, Meg Hoffdahl, but also I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm also, uh, we have a TikTok, which is Kelly Florence and Meg Hoffdahl together. And we do little science facts on there and stuff. So, well, it was nice. a pleasure to talk to you and a pleasure to meet you. Thank you. I have heard yeah. about you. Thank you so, so much. <laughs> I love anyway, anyway, everyone, we will be back Friday night with. Ghost Talk, Elizabeth Harbin and Dr. Chuck Murphy. They do have books. I will be posting that probably tomorrow. They sent me a whole bunch of stuff for everybody to look into. They are ghost hunters. She is a psychic medium. So it is going to be a fun show. Definitely. Be prepared to be scared. Just <laughs> can't wait. Anyway, y'all have a good one, everyone.